Hi there, this is Dennis Velko from Out Bureau. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Out Bureau Voices, where we have engaging conversations with LGBTQ professionals, entrepreneurs, and community leaders from around the world. Today, we are very, very pleased to have Tyler D'Souza. He is hailing from the Philadelphia area and has a long-standing company that I will let him share all the tidbits about. It is called On Femme Style. It is uh, focused on the fashion industry for cross-dressers and the trans community. Welcome to the show, Tyler. Thank you. Thank you, Dennis, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, awesome. We appreciate you taking time out of your day. I know this was a busy time of year for you, I'm sure, with uh, getting all your um, fabrics and so forth ready. So if you would give us a little bit of information about OnFem. Well, OnFem is a uh, company that has uh, been rebranded from uh, a previous brand. I uh, started this business with my mother over uh, 25 years ago uh, when uh, she was a uh, image consultant for Crossdressers. And she made a studio in her home. Uh, and the one thing that she could not seem to get right was the clothing. Uh, so after, um, so her business evolved from a image consultant where she would dress up her clients and you know give them a fantasy glamor look, it was mostly cross dressers, into a, at the time, uh, mail order catalog. Uh, and in that initial incarnation, which was called Affordable Fantasies and Illusions, we um, curated fashions, really wasn't too many fashions, but more like accessories for the cross-dresser and, and some trans people, because it was a smaller, uh, at least understanding at that time, who was trans. And the, um, the next step in that evolution is that we rebranded this uh, company in the 2000s to uh, become uh, known as Suddenly Femme. And at that point, we, uh, I started to uh, design and we designed and manufactured our own brand of clothing for cross-dressers and trans people. Uh, in 2017, my mother, uh, uh, she retired and she um, passed the company to me and I thought it was a better idea to rebrand the company uh, as OnFen, which in the, uh, the cross-dressing community means as a woman. So, for example, if someone says, I'm going to go out dressed as a woman today, normally they're uh, in their community, their lexicon is, I'm going to go dressed OnFen today. So uh, I felt it was, um, it sounded like a very pretty word for a brand. And it also uh, had some inside knowledge of, of what you're wearing, you know, for our community. And uh, we had some insight and people felt very comfortable with that, with that branding. So, um, so on Femme's brand name uh, was born. However, we have been making, uh, designing and manufacturing clothing, uh, mostly in the U.S. for at least 20 years. Oh, very interesting. And, and quite a history there. If, um, if you didn't state, I recall you, you sharing with me earlier that the company 
in its entirety has been around for again like 25 years now yes i mean i think that well the, the company itself in uh it, you know it uh, e-commerce mail order has been uh, around for 25 years i have been around crossdressers and gender variant people for probably 30 years i've been around them since i have been at least 12 or 13 years old that's why my my, my mother started her studio in in her house so for me i'm very familiar and you know like as as an adolescent i grew up around cross-dressers trans people so for me they're just a part of my world um so that's uh, i feel you know very comfortable in a way uh being a representative uh and and helping design you know for their you know specialty fit needs very very cool and why why is there a need i i you know it's like is it due to kind of the privacy that someone feels less comfortable going out and shopping at their local stores for you know the earrings and the bracelets and the scarves and so forth is that is that kind of how and the why it was born or you mentioned too your your mother started it more as um being a stylist so was it that they just needed help and education on what kinds of things would look good on their uh, body type and so forth well, as a team we worked together because mother was uh pretty much a fashionista she was a very fabulous dresser she loved to put looks together and she uh, in a, you know really helped shape my you know sense of fashion as a male and actually how to dress females um there are things about uh about clothing that you know people really don't understand when for a trans person or a cross-dresser they have special needs uh when it comes to either augmentation of the bust you know whatever form they would like that when it comes to cross-dressers more of a fantasy uh experience and when it comes to trans people you know it's it, it's it's you know their life so it's a little bit different but they both have similar needs when it comes uh, to you know clothing their body uh, so one need is augmentation of the uh, the breast area um you know to whether it can be small petite or very large in the case of some cross-dressers really love fantasy large breasts and when it comes to their uh lower area their midsection they um they need uh, compression and smoothing because in order to you know people that are assigned male at birth you know they have stuff down there that if they want to and they'd like to smooth it out uh they need garments that help them to create that look whether it's pre-transition in surgery so our clothing items uh you know she found that she couldn't find items just to fit her uh her clients that are you know six foot one six foot two um and let's say they would be considered a size 14 or 16 or 18 the things that would not fit with those are the sleeves would be too short the armholes would be too tight the waistline would really be in a very strange position you know cutting them off making it look like a sort of a strange piece of clothing on them the inseams wouldn't be long enough so i always tell people that you know when they're if 
they're looking to transition, the things that do not change about the surgery are, you know, the length of their arms and the length of their legs and, you know, the, you know, where things will be put on their torso. So that's how our brand fits in with, uh, with making either specialty undergarments for the, um, uh, for these customers or, you know, making clothing that just fits them correctly the first time that they get. That's one of our brand, uh, you know, brand promises, you know, or hopes is that, you know, when you get something, it should fit you much better than you get something just in the regular stores. You know, very interesting. And I, for one, have not e even thought about that. You know, you, I, I'm used to, you know, seeing uh, female illusionists, i.e. drag queens. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I do, I have been aware that many of them make their own clothing. Right. And I just thought it was because they wanted to be, have something unique, you know, for whatever look they were going for. But so you just enlightened me as to, you know, no, actually it's, it's literally a body size issue, like the length of the arms and where the waist is in relation to the rest of everything and the inseam. So uh, you just taught me something. <laughs> so hopefully our audience will, um, enjoy that little lesson as well and yeah. well depending on the body you know some people um if you're very thin and let's say you know we'll go with the drag queen for using your example if someone is very thin and you know they happen to be five foot six um then yes i mean there are you know there are dresses that they can fit into and squeeze into because lycra is their friend and you know in many ways it it will fit you know you know, our line has a, a, a big array of styles. And yes, yeah, some you can get other other places, but we tend to specialize on items that customers may not be able to get uh, somewhere else. We've now expanded into a bit of streetwear where you can get the item somewhere else, but you just want it from our brand because you like our styling. But initially, I would say years ago, it was about specialty items that you like, let's say a, a small turtleneck dress that you wanted to to be sort of mid thigh. That's a hard fit for, for someone who is, you know, six foot two and maybe 220 pounds. That's going to be hard to get to fit right. Um, so we specialize in those type of garments, but now we've expanded it into, you know, we've gone short sleeve, we've gone sleeveless, we've done gowns and everything. Cause um, at this point we're a fashion brand that has, you know, kind of a vision and a style that people like. You know, and on the, you know, the, the trans community has done a really a wonderful job at creating a spectrum uh, for uh, the people that are in the community, uh, whether it's cross-dressers or not. And we tend to lie on the feminine side of the spectrum. But, you know, you can have people right in the middle who really identify as more agender and uh, or they are, I mean, all the way over here that are agender, excuse me. And then you have people in the middle who, you know, identify, you know, some them and some, uh, you know, and some male. There are also, uh, for example, cross-dressers who like to wear feminine attire uh, and lingerie under their work clothing when, you know, we all used to go to work. 
uh, <laughs> but mm. they would, you know, put these these garments on. It really made it, it helped them express themselves in uh, a more discreet way. So, you know, there's all different types of expression in this community, and uh, you know, I've come to understand it as well as my, as well as people in my organization, you know, from insight in you know how wide the ranges of people that like to express themselves uh, through you know, clothing in some sort of, you know, gender variant way. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I, you know, th this is one of the things that I love about doing these interviews is, you know, even as a cisgender male, gay male, just because you identify in some portion of the LGBTQ rainbow is, doesn't mean that you automatically know everything about all the other facets of the community and i've never thought about someone who is as you mentioned to me before probably 75 percent or more of your customers identify as heterosexual but they enjoy cross-dressing and your example of wearing a feminine garment under perhaps their suit or their business clothing and going to work um, is no different. Okay, little tidbits. I'm a free baller. I don't wear underwear. So, mm -hmm. and I haven't for new, several years now. But then before that, for close to four or five years, my underwear were jock straps. I jock straps every day, all day. And I would wear that under my you know, just as like underwear going to work every day to my business right. clients and so forth. And it's just, I like them. They feel comfortable. You know, they kind of made me feel a little bit sexy, even though only I knew. So I uh -huh. could get why someone would want to, if that's how they like to express themselves and how they like to feel comfortable and confident, Right, might be a heterosexual male, but they might be wearing... Um, a little pink frilly bit of underwear underneath. Yeah, well, you know, and, and in order to design something like that, it's not as simple as one would think because if one is going to uh, wear something under their clothing, now when it comes to the bottom pieces, uh, well, if you could find, if one can, if, if, a custom, if someone can find something wide enough to um, accommodate them down there, that, that's your first challenge. So, of course, we we uh, designed for that. But up top, you know, you can't just get any bra because, you know, they have to be pretty flat to the body and not be too obtrusive because you don't want it to stick out or see what's going on here. So um, we have a lot of what we call like, uh, you know, soft cup pieces and just they're they're made to really almost, you know, be very almost yoga type. A yoga bra or sports bra looking uh, pieces, you know, that have just very little show through in clothing. Uh, but they're also a great piece for um, for trans girls who are starting their uh, transition and they need something to grow into uh, because not all, I mean, they otherwise they have to get like a double A or a training bra, which doesn't always fit the needs of a trans girl who's starting. Sometimes she likes something that makes her feel a little bit more special. So we have specialized items for that. And it's funny because it goes to both um, clients. It's the cross-dresser who wants it to be 
uh, you know, uh, discreet, and also with the trans girl who wants something she can feel comfortable but grow into um, that is uh, that has sort of soft and thin material because uh, they want to see their growth if they can, and they don't want it really compressed. But you can get more compression with uh, women's sports bras because that's what how they're designed. Stars don't give you compression, but they give you the flat look and uh, the show through that a lot of our clients are interested in. Hmm. Very interesting. <laughs> and that is interesting, too, that you are essentially designing clothing articles for almost two separate types of people, really, because yeah. of the cross-dressers who want the illusion and the fantasy and that and then for the uh trans person and so is it also perhaps more uh not only for trans male to female but does your line also uh, do similar garments for the person who is transitioning from female to male in a sense of compression and so forth i i don't think we talked about that yes no we don't we uh, only specialize in uh, male to female um, garments. Uh, okay. I understood that was a, another part of the industry, but we never really expanded into that. And I don't think I have any plans um, to do an expansion into into that into that uh, that side of the of the spectrum. Okay, alrighty. And so, talk to us a little bit about your design process we when we first spoke you you mentioned the different types of compression um undergarments for example and whether if the person is desiring it for a short you know one or two hour you know cocktail reception for example or if they're wanting to actually wear something all day and I thought that was very interesting, the different facets that you, you go through during your design process. Well, so uh, what I, I believe you're speaking about is, and we have all different you know, types of design process, but if the garments that you're speaking of are classically called a gaff in, uh, in, in, in our world. Uh, I call them compression panties because that's what they are. <laughs> I don't understand what who made this term up. However, I'll use the classic term of gaff. And you know, the challenge with gaffs for many years um, is that uh, they came in what you consider a thong form. You know, so they would go through uh, through the rear and the center, and they had to compress and hold what's called a tuck. And a tuck in the um, you know, in the cross-dressing and trans world is when uh, a person rearranges uh, their genitals so that everything is flat so that they can put a garment on top of that and, uh, and, and flatten it and hold everything uh, being smooth. Now, there's all different ways people can tuck and all different ways that people can do it. Some are more aggressive and some are not. So, but there's the generally accepted way to do it, and we make garments for the generally accepted way. Uh, but the challenge that people had is that it was very uncomfortable to wear these garments uh, for a long time. Now, 15, 20 years ago, the large part of our customer base was cross-dressers, and it was what we consider a temporary hold because they're only wearing it for an hour or two. Uh, maybe they're doing it while their wife is out. 
uh, so they get a couple hours to dress up or they do it after work. So it was more important for it to be flat and as flat as possible because normally they're wearing very, very tight outfits. Um, so the comfort was not an issue. But as trans people started to become more and more of our clientele, you know, we understood that they needed something that could be that they can wear all day long uh, as and still feel confident that it's holding everything in. And these would be, you know, pre transition uh, girls. So you know, our line has expanded to be the uh, really the largest line in its depth of uh, of of these compression panties that give the ability to have it flat and also wear it all day long. You can actually have a style that is a thong. You can have a style that is a briefer. We have, and you can even have shaper gaps to go up a little bit uh, further on your body, so that you as a uh you know as a trans girl can go out and not feel that you have to hide anything with the purse if you're you know sitting on a you know on public transportation or whatever and you don't have to rearrange and it will just feel great all day long under your jeans or your outfit or whatever it may be um, but we also have our class tighter I guess, for the people that do want something or, or for a drag queen who is performing and just needs it to be really tight. And so, you know, for a couple hours, now we have a lot of clients that are very comfortable with compression and they love the tighter ones. They want them as tight as possible and that's all they care about. However, we found that overall, when most people, when it comes down to it, when people get these sort of garments and they enjoy them, there's many cross dressers who wear these gaffs or compression panties to work. So it's even in their regular male garb they won't wear panties that mean that uh are uh, more comfortable they may wear a gift because they like that compression feeling so in that case again it's got to be comfortable so they can wear it all day long so we would engineer and engineer and improve and improve um we always we always welcome customer feedback we always want people to tell us and we have a um kind of like a, a first try guarantee in our business that if you do get the the garment and because a lot of people don't understand how they feel about compression um they may get it it may be too tight so if they do get it and it's not right we we have because we have such a large line we'll normally send them out something else that we know based upon their you know now preferences that will fit them and give them whether it's a tighter hold or a uh a little more comfortable hold you know for whatever their uh whatever their needs are so and, and most the of these whole, yeah and so most of these are in the g-string category well it's a it's more like a well it's not really a wide thong there used to be a wider thong we had them down to it's i would say about uh 60 of the designs are in a thong design you know looking sort of like a g-string but of course wider in the back because you have to accommodate um the body parts and uh, about 40 percent, which have been much more comfortable is in a um is in a briefer design you know meaning like just like sort of regular underwear it has a uh, specialized compression panel uh that looks attractive and uh, we have different variations in that like some that are sort of like a, a, a poly rayon that are very very soft every day other ones that are in like a double knit that are very pretty but give you a tiny bit more compression so our customers have all these graduations in choice when it comes to uh these uh these garments and they've been you know very popular and very successful 
um, we took a long time to design, especially the briefer ones, because no one had ever really done much of a briefer uh, gaff style. And uh, we have had people doing online reviews of them, and they're 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 like shocked at how well they work compared to the other design, which many girls, a lot of people will stop wearing gaffs, even if they are, and they'll find some other way because they say, I can't do that all day long. But then they find these and they're like, well, okay, wow, now I can have underwear that looks pretty. And it also does that job. So for me personally, that's a big achievement because my, you know, the biggest thing that is important in this business is that when I provide something to the customers, it makes a, a difference. And, you know, that is a huge difference in some people's lives, whether it's feeling confident that they don't have to hide uh, parts of their body when they're out, or it gives them the ability to go about their day and feel confident all day long that they have something that for their specialty needs has like achieved their goal. Now they don't have to think about that anymore and they can live their life and, you know, be their authentic selves to other without having to feel and think about these garments that, you know, could make them, you know, feel a little different. Hmm. So we're here to serve their needs, you know, normalize their experience and help them to be as confident as they can. So that's what excites, I guess, me about innovating and really engineering these pieces, because unlike other clothing items, it makes an impact on someone's life. And that's what very much excites me. Oh, as well very, as my staff. <laughs> <laughs> very, very neat. Um, very neat. And, uh, it, you know, as we talked in our uh, initial conversation, you know, this is about for you, and I get it, I get the sense of it now as well, is it is a sense of helping, helping people be their authentic self and express themselves and yeah. what a satisfying thing to be to to be an entrepreneur you're able to create and innovate and create new products but 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 products that make a difference for someone that is awesome yes well my mother you know before she retired passed away she did ask me well you know because i could do anything i wanted you know i did work with her but uh she had asked me if i wanted to you know continue with this or what i wanted to do and i said Yes, I want to continue with this. I mean, there in the future, maybe extensions of other things, but this is a core of uh, design and fashion that really makes, you know, fulfills me because uh, I've been so connected to this uh, community and uh, it just really satisfies me to make a difference in their lives because they're, you know, it, it can be such a tough journey and, you know, they are, to me, you know, so courageous and you know so special and anything that i can do to uh help them to feel uh really good about themselves whether it's like for fantasy or cross-dressing or achieving that really look that they always wanted or just for trans people feeling really confident in society about how they look and how they present and achieving that uh, you know, however they want to express themselves, that makes, you know, that makes all the difference uh, to us, uh, you know, in our business, in our business model. Very, very cool. So, so you also um, design clothes. And um, I believe if I uh, remember incorrectly, you, you kind of described your, your line of clothing as kind of like the laying 
Bryant or or I or correct me if I'm wrong uh, of the uh, cross dressing and trans community. Let's talk a little bit now about kind of your inspiration of, of your fashion, your actual outer pieces. Well, uh, I don't think it was Lane Bryant. I said more like I, well, I said our I. Um, if I had to, or was it Ann Taylor? A really good comparison. It was. It was more Ann Taylor. Gotcha. Uh, because, sorry. <laughs> uh, so when a, you know when a, normally when a woman was looking for a nice piece or wanted to go on an interview or wanted kind of a classically nice dress, you go to Ann Taylor, uh, and uh, and those price points were were set because it was not really a special occasion, but a piece that you knew was going to be quality was going to make a difference in you know how you express yourself now we're going back a little bit because ann taylor has become uh, you know they've expanded their line to be more casual but classically they were a place where you got really nice uh you know pieces that were kind of a step up if you uh, wanted to go to an interview or whatever it might be make a good impression so that is how this company navigated for you know for quite some time was it was a bit of a special occasion company uh, but we have uh, now expanded into uh, into all needs, and again, just like on that spectrum, you know, because people will look at it, it. We, you know, we're on this side of the spectrum, which is feminine, which means that anytime you get something from us, or anytime a customer gets something from us, it will always have pretty much a touch of feminine in it. So, for instance, we don't really make T-shirts because you can get a T-shirt anywhere. I mean, there could be something we in time may put on there, but that's there's nothing about a T-shirt that screams feminine. <laughs> it could if it's pink, but that's not even really enough. So, for example, even if we do a camisole, our camisoles are very attractive, but they have a sort of a bus gather over here. They have a chiffon cap sleeve on them. Um, and then a casual, you can wear them anywhere, but it definitely, you know, screams feminine when you're wearing that shirt. For instance, if you get a jacket from us, um, the, the, the corners will be rounded. Um, the bottom will have maybe a small peplum in the back that sticks out and makes you look attractive. A lot of the um, core differentiator in our items or our clothing is that when you put them on, it used to be, uh, you know, as I said, we made specialty items just for this before, but it still kind of runs through the designing. The brand promise in a way is that when you put it on in some way, you will instantly like feminize your body. We have fashions that do that immediately. For instance, like a peplum dress, which has a sort of a, a sort of a skirt in the middle, um, or uh, of course a swing or a wrap dress. Those are like super feminine. And once you put it on, it sort of billows out and even if you had no hips, the way we create them and the fabrics that we use will make anybody look super feminine. And those are some of our most popular styles. And so, and so for instance, we run down the line of uh, like, let's say in, in swing dresses. So we'll run the gamut of something really casual that you can go out in a, in a wrap dress that's you know kind of knee length or even midi, which means down to the mid, uh, uh, like the mid calf. Um, they could be work dresses or just, you know, day on the town dresses, whatever you might. And then we have, you know, shorter ones that are, uh, you know, maybe for people that want to show off their legs a little bit, but nothing, you don't really do anything, um, you know, too clubby, shall we say. And, and then we have for the more fantasy sect, we have things that we do in vegan leather or like, you know, leatherette. Um, and our customers 
I've classically loved, uh, you know, leather uh, mixed with lace, mixed with mesh. Uh, so we have all these different uh, types of personalities, at least in our business, that we try to satisfy from the people that like the fantasy uh, and excitement to the other ones that just want to be able to go out and present, you know, but have it, you know, fit their body. So, um, but we've expanded into leggings that have uh, compression garments in them. One of the biggest fit challenges for uh, a uh, trans woman uh, or a crestor is, is putting on uh, uh, leggings and not having, you know, it look bumpy in the crotch. Now, for some in fantasy, they actually do want that. <laughs> so for those people, I'm not satisfying them. And I get there's, there's, there's some sort of a fetish and that's, you know, so they can get any one, but there are people that don't want that. So we designed them uh, so that it has a compression panty built into the, uh, you know, into the leggings. So underneath it kind of compresses and holds everything. And then the outside is constructed uh, in a way that it will, uh, that you'll always look flat, whether you're sitting or you're standing, uh, no matter where you're going. And that that's made a, a, such a difference to uh, to our customers. And for example, so the piece that we put, well, the main, you can wear anything you want with that. You can wear, you know, a t-shirt, you can wear a long shirt, you can wear a dress with it if you wanted to with leggings. But um, the the main pieces that we would put with that in our line was like a short sleeve, let's call it long peplum top, which was kind of like for spring when we, uh, when we released that. And the peplum top covers all the way down in the front, you know, right below the cross line. And then it sort of draped around to the back even longer. So it was a very, very feminine look, but it gave the customer the confidence that if they were still no nervous about going out in leggings, if they wore that top with it, they don't have to worry because it's just, it's so long, the, the line of the, um, uh, you know, the seam line in the shirt is, you know, correctly placed at the waistline. So if you're six one, it's gonna look fine but it also will drape around so you feel confident. So if you go around and you're trying out for the first time, no one's gonna even think anything about you, but you will look very feminine in it. <laughs> Cause it's, uh, you know, if you put on, you can put sneakers on with it or, you know, a ballet slipper or, you know, or, or heels. Uh, but we almost had like two layers of confidence in that for someone who was really worried about, you know, what they, you might look like if they decide to go out uh, in leggings. So anyway, so that's the insight that we like to uh, put into our our fashion, so that uh, so that we definitely give people the opportunity to feel confident, and then you know, as they shop for their own things, they can use our garments and mix them together. But um, mm. and those all come from uh, you know uh, the insights that we ask uh, from our customers because we definitely pull them into our design process. Yes, that's what I really liked about your our, our initial conversation and what I'm hearing now being uh, mentioned numerous times throughout your uh, explanation is the continual and constant feedback loop uh, that you strive to um, acquire and engage your customers with. So that they're part of the the idea creation and uh, well, for instance, for well, not to interrupt, but for instance, like you really love Jockstrap, right? Well, so it wouldn't be wonderful if those couple companies that you, the whatever which ones that you like to get your Jockstrap from, if you would be able to make suggestions 
and give them your feedback on what you know either colors or fabrics or adjustments in the design that you really like because i'm sure there are some that weren't right for whatever reason you're like you know if they just move this a half an inch over to the left or the right it'll be better or this stuff is scratchy i don't know why they use this fabric you know it's a, all that sort of thing is what we try to envelop in our process so that you know when it comes to the gas we always want as much insight into especially the compression garments because it's a very personal experience and the more insight we get into that the better we can make it across the board or start to segment for specific needs even within that compression category but yeah the feedback and the design process is very exciting because a lot of people they will you know you know will work with surveys and all these different sort of feedback loops and many times for us it's good because when we make a style, we feel confident and normally they do sell out And for the customers. They have given us uh, enough feedback. And when we see something that's, you know, 60 or 70 percent where customers really like that, we'll tend to, you know, work off that design uh, narrative and create something that's, you know, very, very similar to that. And if, you know, and we get a lot of like a high percentage of feedback from our customers because I think they know that they can make a difference. And how exciting is it that you say you wanted that sort of you know whatever red dress that was sort of short and you were like oh that's great i'd love to have one of those and then boom there it is <laughs> you know for you know in the next season uh so for us it's great because we have a much higher uh you know conversion rate on those styles and for the customers it's great because they at least a higher percentage of them that wanted that actually get that style so um very nice and you're also creating a sense of community is what I'm sensing is because they do feel engaged. And so that kind of gets into, you know, a bit of your marketing and that is, you know, having that customer feedback. And then, as you just mentioned, you take that feedback and try to evolve something that they like today, but maybe it's a new color. Maybe it's a different length. Maybe it's adding something here or there and then bam, it's available. So they are directly involved in the, creation aspect you create and then they purchase what a, what a great business model yeah well i call it a, I, I call it like data-driven uh you know like clothing and innovation you know because we are innovating and engineering styles for them uh and then finishing them in, in a fashion way you know because doing this is you know it, when i started it was it's cross-render one has to engineer something to fit on you know bodies that are assigned male at birth but the the other side of our site is that we have a uh, learning center and we'll be expanding more into YouTube, but we created a, a learning center so that people could, uh, you know, could hear from experts in several areas, someone's style, someone coming out, some on uh, relationships, uh, uh, you know, with kind of like a heterosexual relationship bend because that's what mo most of our customers are. and. I feel at this point we have almost one of the you know biggest and best resource centers you know outside of you know a regular resource center or .org or .gov I mean our you know our learning center has turned from something that was a bit more about fashion to really all about uh you know you know expressing oneself and feeling comfortable and confident and also discussing all of the things that uh, can be upsetting and challenging 
to our customers. And it really helps guide them because a lot of times something, you know, people we have chat and different things, they'll call in. And sometimes people, they have so many questions. They not only call it to buy products, but they call to sometimes talk about it. And, you know, it's not always a happy story. Sometimes it's a challenging or sad story. And mm. these resources that we have uh, that they can look at, you know, they, you know, they can read articles and start. We try to create the articles, not with just telling them, you know, really what to do or how to do it, but just giving them the path that other people have done, what's been successful and engaging questions in their mind, what might be good for them. Because a lot of our, uh, a lot of our articles are about, you know, well, this is what I, you know, this is how I've done it. And this is what I did that was successful, whether it's in coming out or, or even style. And, you know, what do you think about that? Or these are things that you can think about. We just, we don't try to really direct them, but give them ideas, especially about, you know, how to feel more confident and how to, you know, maybe come out to other people and what to expect from the journey ahead. Because that's important. It can be scary. You know, you don't know exactly where you're going. And some people don't know if they're just staying in cross-dressing because it's just fun or if they actually do have, uh, you know, uh, they're somewhere on the trans spectrum. So all of these things are so many questions. And um, our, you know, our initial step was in our learning center. And then in the coming, uh, you know, in the future, we're going to be expanding that in, in an even bigger way uh, in our YouTube channel and other types of channels, maybe podcasts, so that you can have even more of, uh, you know, a, a learning experience about it. because just selling items to them is not the same as supporting them and helping them to feel confident because just wearing it is not the whole part of this particular you know fashion experience it's also about feeling confident in about it and not feeling uh you know ashamed if possible so that's where we try mm -hmm. to help them if we can so uh and that's a big it's funny because when we we were uh Coming back online as OnFem from Suddenly Fem, we did take a little bit of a blackout uh, just to really retool it because it was a lot of retooling in, in the messaging that I wanted to do compared to my mother's. And the one thing that people all was top of their list is like they they it was you're not going to get rid of that learning center, right? You're going to keep that sort of thing because that's you know very important to me. So uh, we found out, which I didn't know, that it was an integral part. <laughs> of our whole business is actually this learning part of the uh, learning and education and community. We don't have much more forum, you know, because it's more led by experts and people can chime in. There's, but uh, yeah, that's that's another part of supporting our customers. So because um, hmm. I would say our main objective of the business is really to make our customers feel uh, confident and you know, satisfied in wherever they are and wherever they're going. So if we can do that in some small way, it's going to make a difference in their day and then it makes a difference in our day. <laughs> hmm. That is awesome. Well, I'd uh, love for you guys to explore outbureau.com and see how mm -hmm. we might be able to collaborate on that. We do have groups and we'd mm -hmm. love to have your folks um, start a group and become the moderator of that um and we can share more inf more tips and information on uh 
podcast creation and distribution uh, places where that video can live uh, and reach more people as well. So this has been a great informative and educational um, conversation. I'm uh, very, very thankful to have you on the show today. I appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm glad that I could share, uh, you know, our new brand vision uh, on, you know, new platforms that are out there because, you know, that's, uh, it, it's so important to be able to have, you know, people understand more about the trans community and about the cross-dressing community, which is, I think, a little misunderstood. So I do thank you for this, you know, this opportunity to let people know about, you know, who we are and about this community and, you know, what their, what their needs are and, and how, you know, how the LGBT community as, as a whole uh, can start to understand the trans community because they're a little different. Um, so any education about, uh, about trans people, I think is, is so important. Yes, absolutely. Well, we'll definitely have uh, links to your uh, website and so forth down below where everyone can check out even more information and uh, perhaps even uh, hopefully shop for a few items for themselves. Well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Again, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And thank you, everyone, for staying tuned to this episode with uh, Tyler D'Souza of OnFem. Again, we're going to have those uh, links in the show notes. Be sure that you check that out and connect with Tyler on OutBureau.com, your LGBT professional and entrepreneurial community. You can find us not only on YouTube, as well as 14 podcasting apps such as Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and about 10 others. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.